This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Did you know that there's a war going on in the world today? No, I'm not talking about an actual war. I'm not talking about a cultural war. I'm not even talking about a generational war. I'm talking about a coffee war. That's right, a coffee war. There are people in the world today who firmly believe that the only way to make coffee is through a drip coffee maker that makes coffee a pot at a time. In the other camp are those people who say, no, the best way to make coffee is a cup at a time using those little coffee pods like we use in Keurig coffee makers, for example. Now, the people who are uh, hard and fast believers in the drip coffee uh, that you know comes to you a pot at a time, they say, well, our coffee tastes better. But the uh, cup-at-a-time coffee people say, well, our cup of coffee tastes just fine. We'd like it. It's good, and it's just easier and more convenient. As I see it, the one drawback to the drip coffee maker is the pot-at-a-time problem, and that is it only, it only makes a pot one pot at a time. So if someone in the house wants a coffee uh, flavor, a brand that's different than what I want, if they get to the coffee maker first and they make it, well, I am held prisoner to the kind of coffee that they want. I'm a coffee hostage. I have to drink the coffee they made because they made a whole pot. So the beauty of the cup at a time is that Everyone gets to make their own particular coffee. So, you know, if you want to have house blend and I want French roast, no harm, no foul. If you want some Sumatran reserve and I want fog lifter, who cares? We both get what we want. When you use the cup at a time curing pod coffee maker... You can get up each morning and you can open the coffee cupboard and you can ask, coffee cupboard, what do you have in store for me today? Now, I like to experiment with different kinds of coffee and different brands of coffee. And so there are some days when I pick that pod and make that cup and I'm really happy with the coffee of the day because it's exactly what I had hoped for. But there are other days when I experiment with something new and different, and the coffee I get is really not good at all. Each day, really, though, is a coffee adventure. And in a way, it reminds me of my daily adventure with God. 
I come to God each morning and I ask him to fill up my cup with his presence. I ask him, what do you have in store for me today, God? And each day he pours a different cup of coffee for me to drink. Sometimes I get the good coffee. On those days, everything goes right. I have a great day at work. I have a lovely day at home. I get everything done that needs to be done. There's good news in the mail, good shows on television, good food on the table, a good phone call from a good friend. And at the end of the day, I get a good night's sleep. But sometimes God pours a bitter cup of coffee for me to drink. On those days, things start off badly and go from bad to worse. I have problems at the office. Something starts leaking at home. The car breaks down. An unexpected bill shows up in the mailbox. The internet goes out. An uninvited wild animal helps himself to our garbage can. There's bad leftovers for dinner and a night of tossing and turning without much sleep. And I wonder why God can't just give me the good coffee every day. Why does he sometimes pour me a cup of bitter coffee instead? Well, the answer is because he is not the great coffee maker in the sky. There just to dispense the exact flavor of coffee I want in my own little coffee cup each day for my own selfish desires. No, if he gave me nothing but the best coffee every day, then I would want him as my heavenly father only because I want to get the good coffee. There would be no room for faith. There would be no room for faith because my motivation to become his child would be something else other than recognizing him for who he is and what he did for me on the cross. Instead, I would be motivated to follow him for the blessing of the coffee, the blessing of getting a good day every day. True faith, on the other hand, requires my dedication to him, my obedience to him, my love for him, even on those days when the coffee is bad. My faith is not based on a daily cup of good coffee from his hand. Rather, it is based on my response to his love for me, love which required his life, freely given, to open the way for me to join him in heaven someday. He did all of I did not deserve it. Here's how Paul described it to the church in Rome when he wrote to them. He said, Therefore, since we have been made right, In God's sight, by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. What did he do for us? He died for us on the cross. He made a way for us to get to heaven through faith in him. So Paul goes on, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. We don't deserve the privilege of eternal life where we now stand as his children. We didn't deserve it, but he did this for us anyway. So Paul finishes up, he says, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So what is Paul saying here? He's saying through our faith, we have peace with God in this life, and we have a future where we will share God's glory. Amazing, isn't it? So 
ask God to pour you a cup of coffee every day and see what it gives you. And no matter what kind of cup coffee ends up in your cup, love him for it because of what he has already given you. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day. Thank you.